1: Steve Williams for AM 860 The Answer
2: And we're on. This is Dr. Bill. Uh, The taps for Memorial Day. Uh, Let's remember that Memorial Day celebrates those who have given their lives in battle for us. And uh, my Uncle Jackie, as you guys know, I've talked about him before, gave his life. He was just a teenager during World War II. He joined the Army Air Force and he was on a B-17 and they were coming back from a bombing mission over Uh, Over Germany, that was before we had the P-51 Mustang fighters that would fly escort, and they were shot down over the North Sea. And, of course, at that time, if you were shot down in the North Sea, that was a death sentence. So we honor all of those, and uh, as sad as as it is, we also have to take joy in in what has been accomplished and what we have and uh, be grateful for it, too. Don't you think, Ken? Absolutely, Doc. Absolutely. We got to. And we got a lot going on. We've got a war still going on in Ukraine, although the Russians seem to have consolidated the eastern part of the country. Um, It ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. And uh, I know a lot of the Republicans are yelling that we don't want to send any money over there or any aid. uh, We're not nation builders. I disagree with that, as I've said all along. And uh, I think that's where Trump and I have some differences. But... I, I don't know that I'm going to win the day. It uh, looks like the uh, Ukrainians are going to get some help, 30 to $40 billion worth of armaments and support. And uh, I, 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 I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'll vote with the Democrats on that one, buddy. Well, it's
3: the same. Uh, well, look at You know, yeah, we go back to World War II. If we would have supported Poland. Yep. You know, when, they, when Hitler went in there, uh,
2: would whole history could have been completely different would have been completely different if we had stopped hitler in 37 38 39 it would have been a completely different world but uh world war 1 and world war 2 saw about 100 million people killed total can you believe that 100 million i know it's phenomenal all mostly civilians and the uh, the biggest western kill before that was the uh, uh 30 years war back in the 17th century. And I think it was 20, 25 million, which was a, a big number of people back then. And I think China had a civil war back in the eighth or ninth century where they had 30, 40 million people killed. But, uh, those are big numbers guy. Those are big numbers. Now we've got the, uh, the mass shooting down in Texas and, uh, as dramatic as it is, they're very small numbers. You know, it's sad. You've, your heart goes out to the families and, uh, You wonder how this can happen in our country, but uh, we're not really following up on these kids that are disturbed and and making threats. And I guess this kid was making threats long before he actually uh, bought the guns and started uh, going on his rampage. At least that's what we're hearing in the press now, that he was threatening to rape girls and kill people and mass murder. And, you know, in Florida... That's a crime. Did you know that? Just making the threat. Making a threat. And it's a federal crime, too. And there was a guy here a few years back in Florida who threatened the post office, or he threatened somebody through the post office using the mail. And, of course, the feds, they don't mess around, so he's in jail. (laughs) (laughs) They locked his butt up.
3: Well, I understand he put some of this on Facebook, and what I do not understand is how can the computer tell me that I was at McDonald's 25 minutes ago and they want my opinion on it, but they can't pick this up with an algorithm of some sort.
2: Well, I think that there's a couple of reasons that this falls through the cracks. One is that uh, people don't want to believe it. Number two, uh, people hear teenagers say a lot of things. Uh, you know make a lot of stupid statements and uh, that's just part of the growing process especially for guys but uh, I think that we have to start looking more closely at at the uh, at the kids that are disturbed and that are making these threats and as I've said all along the way to do this is to start at pre-k and screen these boys as they come in and find out uh, if they're coming out of a troubled household if there's abuse neglect if they have sociopathic tendencies And uh, then you got to watch them and you got to earmark them. But people aren't going to do that, Ken, because they think that that would be an intrusion on their parental rights and the privacy of their children.
3: Well, how about parental responsibility? Why why is mom and dad looking at their Facebook page to see what they're putting on
2: there? Well, you know, I agree with you, but that's kind of tough to do. I mean, Zeke would... uh, he would take his phone to bed at night and he'd had under the covers. <laughs> and he was on Facebook till two or three in the morning as a teenager. <laughs> and you know, you can't stay awake and, and, and uh, watch them all night long. My parents couldn't watch me. I was sneaking out and stealing their car when I was 15 and joyriding and seeing my girlfriend. So it's, it's not easy. I mean, you know, it, you know, yourself, you raise kids. Yeah,
3: I, yeah absolutely. You can't. And when I them. caught him doing something rather torrid on a computer, I took those computers away, Doc.
2: Well, yeah, I think that that's important, too. But, I mean, this kid got into it with his mother, and uh, what did he do? He left, and he moved to his grandmother's. So uh, grandma's not going to have the same impact as mom, and he ended up shooting her. Yeah, he was disturbed, very much so. She- yeah, yeah, but we can we can screen for these people, these kids, but we got to do it early. I mean, really early, like pre-K, K. That's when you do it. And as egregious and as sad and as horrific as this is, you know what percentage of the population uh, the 2022 20, people represent? Not really, no. Point zero 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 five eight eight two three five it's an infinitesimally small number of people. You think of 1% of 340 million people is, uh, what? Three, 3 million, 3.4 million. You're talking about an infinitesimally small number. You're talking about five decimal, six decimal places to the right of 1%. Th- th- these are really small numbers. And, uh, you know, the murder rate has gone up this year, and the death rate by guns has gone up. And, and incidentally, even though there's a, an estimated 40,000, 45,000 gun deaths this year, most of them are suicides. 18 to 19,000 are, are, are murders, and the overwhelming majority of those are uh, with handguns. And there's more murders by knives and, uh, and fists and clubs than there are by uh, assault rifles, so... These are, these are pretty, although it's so dramatic, Ken, that's the thing, it's just so darn dramatic, and uh, it, it's unbelievable. But he, there was a guy named Andrew Kehoe, and this was in 1927, and uh, he had been elected to the uh, Bath Township School Board. He was the treasurer. He was a farmer originally, and then he lost his seat, and so he— killed his wife strapped himself with dynamite went to the the school and uh, blew up 38 kids and six adults and uh, 58 more people were injured then he went out into his truck and blew himself up and blew up several other people and killed them around him so uh, these things are not new they're not new and they're not just in the united states it's all over the world Uh, it's uh it's just sad. That's all it is. It's just, it, it, it's just sad. It is. And I, I don't think we're ever going to completely stop it. But uh, certainly we can screen and get some of these kids before they get into trouble. Uh, and, you know, the other thing is just enforce the laws that are there. We don't need any more gun laws. We don't need any more laws regarding uh, threatening people and threatening kids. What we need are enforcement. We need the police and the authorities to enforce these laws, pick these kids up, and you know they they don't want to stigmatize the the kid, but too bad, you know our safety comes first. Well, red flag
3: laws, I guess, have worked to a certain extent in some locations. So I don't know if that's worth
2: doing nationally. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you got to go state by state, but uh, right. So you it's, know it's. There are
3: things we can do, to, but you're right. We have plenty of laws right now, and they need to be enforced. They need to be enforced. And you have to be willing to pay those tax dollars to enforce them because it costs money to have people go out and check homes.
2: And it costs money to hire policemen and keep them and train them.
3: Yes, so you know, you know have to be. we have to be willing to give a little cash to get this done.
2: And we've got to harden our schools, too. Lock the doors. Uh, well, when somebody's propping a door open... Which yeah, I, that's, the, I, that's, how do you get over that? How do you get around that? You know, you know, you you have you, got to train your your uh, teachers and your staff and your your personnel uh, on how to uh, adequately secure the the premises. Uh, it, it just has to be done, and uh, you know, this is a lesson learned, uh, and hopefully, this will be a, a wake up call for uh, Americans everywhere who have kids in schools, to demand, demand. I mean, we're spending so much time on arguing over woke (laughs) curriculum. I don't, you know, who cares about that stuff? You know, this is just ridiculous. Uh, What are the
3: odds of a a teacher propping open the door and a resource officer not being at the school when he was supposed to be there? He's probably there every day on time. But for whatever reason, he was late that day.
2: He was late. and what are you going to do i mean you you circumstances are what they are you have these things happen uh you 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 have things slip through the cracks uh, but uh why the police didn't go in earlier well they didn't have the tools to break into the room the kid had locked the door and they were waiting to get tools in to get i guess a shield so they could go in and you can understand that they would not want to uh, go in there without vest and, and armament and protect themselves. I mean, it'd be suicide. So it's it's just it was just a, a number of uh, unusual circumstances that allowed this to happen. But the main one is that they let this kid slip through the cracks. That's the main thing. Yeah. Well.
3: I don't know. I I do know that repealing – there's some talk now about trying to repeal the Second Amendment. That's never going to happen, first of all.
2: No, that's just the Democrats trying to thump up some votes.
3: But it's not a good idea. I mean, it's just not a good idea. There are places in this country where you absolutely have to have a gun or
2: you might be mauled by a bear. Well, I've got a Korean bear that mauls me. (laughs) (laughs) But – I'm not allowed to shoot her. Apparently, she's an endangered species. <laughs> I mean, if there's
3: a, if there's an alligator on my front door, I'm going to shoot it.
2: Well, you know, the, the Second Amendment, the whole purpose of it initially was to allow the states to be able to um, quickly have militias uh, uh, formed so that they could resist an overly obtrusive federal government. And in the 19th century, there was a fairly strict construction of the Second Amendment, but in the 20th and 21st century, it's become more liberal to say, well, it's not only for uh, states fighting the federal government. It's also for people to protect themselves. And actually, where there are guns, where there are guns in the hands of responsible people, there's less crime. There is less crime. And uh, you say, well, I, I don't understand that. Well, it's it's real simple. If you come into my house, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 real simple, and um, I I can use a gun, and I've got one sitting right in front of me right now. We've so, actually
3: had several. I've seen several examples of that online of stories from around the country over the past couple of weeks where people have. I, one was a grandmother. She was eighty, and she grabbed her gun and she blew a guy away
2: who got into her house. Yep, and that'll make people think twice. Now you might say, well, most of these people are are opportunistic, and uh, you know they're probably high on drugs and all that. Yeah, yeah, but still, you know, there's such a thing as a deterrent, you
3: know. <laughs> now, you know, and in Chicago, everybody shooting everybody else, well, they got the guns illegally. They, you know, they're all gang members for the most part.
2: In South, South Chicago. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had some creep up close to the uh, Miracle Mile there a few weeks ago, but it was kids at a McDonald's or a fast food store. They were shooting at each other. Yeah. And I bet but, none of
3: those guns were legally purchased.
2: No. They're probably all stolen. Yeah, exactly. So that's where
3: you got to concentrate the problems in the big cities.
2: Yep, and uh, that that's something that the Democrats do not want to take up. They don't uh, want to I, talk about it. I it Just I don't understand it. I mean, you know, just go through the, go through the barrios and pick these kids up and put them in in uh, detention. So that's profiling, doc. Can't do that. Oh no, and then, yeah, that's racist too. That's profiling, so you can't do that, sir. Sorry. Um, that sure would help
3: out, wouldn't
2: it? uh listen, that wasn't me that said that. It was my alter ego. <laughs> so, so here's another dead man walking. Um, this is from uh, the Guardian over in 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 uh, London, the newspaper. Boris Bond Bondarov Bondarev. He is the highest level diplomat. Uh, to now criticize the Russian war in uh, in the Ukraine, he was a he. I'm sure he's not anymore, but he was a Russian diplomat to the UN in Geneva, and he quits over the Ukraine war. He ain't gonna be around long. <laughs> he's he's toast. I think he was out of the country at a meeting when he did that.
3: He was. Yeah, so he yeah. he's he's. I think he's relatively safe. He may be poisoned at some point.
2: Oh yeah, he'll he'll they'll get him eventually. And he says, never have I been so ashamed of my country. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But nobody's going to know within the Soviet Union about that. you know, they, they will not publicize that.
3: What I think is great lately are all the, all the talk from the Chinese and the Russians about taking out Elon Musk satellites because they can't stop that message coming
2: through. Well, oh, by the way, the Chinese have formed a, a research group or there's a research group being formed at one of the universities to figure out ways to take out all of Elon's yeah. uh, satellites. And uh, th- so the, the Russians are threatening to do it, but they don't have the technology. The Chinese may be able to develop the technology, but by the time they get around to it, he'll have about 20,000 up there. I think he's already got 2,500.
3: Well, Elon said, I got more of these satellites and they've got missiles to take them out. So bring it on.
2: Did he say that? Yeah, that's what he said. I love him. I love this guy. Yeah, yeah, and he offered uh, to help Putin launch his uh, anti-satellite satellites because <laughs> he's got a bigger, a bigger operation than the Russians do. For, guess, for Elon Russia. is great. He's a character. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so that's fun.
2: So I heard that Beto O'Rourke, uh Interrupted uh, the governor's press conference down in, in in Texas after the school shooting. I don't know what he said. Did you hear anything? Oh uh, about-
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a fool of himself. He was, uh, you know, saying, "How could you let this happen?" It's all your fault. He just walked up in the. They were discussing the details of what was happening happened at the shooting the day before, and there he is screaming at him from the from the floor of the uh, right in front of the stage, and they grabbed him, put, pulled him out. But he, he's an idiot. That, that that's a PR stunt that went wrong. He didn't. He, he misjudged that completely. And he's a cabinet member.
2: Can you believe that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, it, I forgot just,
3: about that. But you're right. He is a cabinet member.
2: I I, I can't. I cannot uh, wrap my mind around what the Democrats are doing and saying. It just. I mean, it's it's insane. Men can have babies. I mean, you know. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> there was some some woman testifying before congress a couple of weeks ago before the senate uh, and uh uh they were talking about abortion and and grasso said can men get pregnant and she said yeah yes they can <laughs> i boy i'd like to see the uh, logic behind that oh it's it's really it's out of control we 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 got to do something about this ken i'm calling for an all out revolt a civil war well how about we just have a
3: civil war at the vo- at the voting at the voting booth? Yeah, I guess we could just stick our tongue out at them and go nanny, nanny, boo-boo and let's, vote. Let's start with the voting Yeah, let's, before let's, we start shooting at each other because the first civil war cost us about half a million lives. We don't want to do that again.
2: No, Did you know that, well, Memorial Day uh, has been around for thousands of years. The women and, and the families have been putting flowers on the graves of their dead soldiers, fallen soldiers, Uh, dating back to antiquity and uh, during the civil war it was started again by the uh, the women in the south because of all the kids that were coming back dead and uh, they started putting flowers on the graves and then several states started to pick it up and the new england states and the northeastern states made state holidays out of it and of course the south held back because those were northern holidays, and there was still a lot of animosity and, and hurt feelings in the South. But I did not know this, Ken. It was not made a an official federal holiday on uh, the last Monday of May until 1970, 1971. Get out of here. And that's, that's 71? What I, I, even though it had been celebrated, uh, and I think originally it was the uh, 30th of May that they celebrated it. And then uh, I guess that was sort of a tradition. And then uh, the Congress passed a law enshrining it for the uh, last Monday in May. And that was in, I think, 1970 or 71. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, unbelievable. But this goes back to antiquity and uh, it shows respect for those who have given that last full measure, so to speak. My uh, Uncle Jackie being one of them. Uh, playing
3: Taps at a funeral, by the way, I was just reading, because I had to look up the song, and I was just reading about it earlier this morning, that um, it was actually written and and begun as a, as a salute in the North for fallen Civil War uh, soldiers. And like six months later, nine months later, the South picked it up as well. So they've been playing that at funerals for a long, long time.
2: Yep, so much uh, came out of the Civil War. So much, so many changes in our country, and uh, you know, so many holidays, so many uh, memorials, and, and of course Veterans Day, which was originally Armistice Day. That's in November. That that uh, commemorates all of the military people who fought in wars, whether they made it or not, whether they came home or not. And that was uh, the uh, the end of World War One, Ken. That was the end of World War One. The eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month, and that's why it's celebrated on November 11th. And after, they called it Armistice because the United States, at least in the United States, we never signed a, uh, a treaty with with the Germans and the Austro-Hungarians. So it's called Armistice Day. And then after World War Two, was changed to uh, Veterans Day.
3: Now Memorial Day. That is that. Um... That's also for uh, fallen police officers and people like that, I believe, as well. Because we do have a lot of those celebrations or remembrances, I should say. It's not really a celebration.
2: I did not know that, but if you say so, by gosh, I'm with you. I'm on it.
3: I think it's, it's it may have a separate day, but it's like a couple of days earlier, maybe.
2: I know that there is a... Uh, uh... Another military day, which is an unofficial day in in May, I I think it's called uh, Armed Forces Day, but uh, I don't know a whole lot about that. That is out of my realm of consciousness. Well, so the UN Human Rights Chief is called to see Xinjiang's... uh, Province to see if there's really all the abuses going on that the uh, United States claims there is. So we'll see what comes out of that. But you know, the UN is not going to criticize China. They don't want they don't, they don't want to get the Chinese upset.
3: Doesn't matter. Whatever they come up with, the Chinese will just veto it.
2: <laughs> yeah, they'll veto it. And uh, by the way, did you hear that Biden? Said that North Korea had sided with us on sanctions against Russia. (laughs) The guy's just disconnect. (laughs) (laughs) He's our
3: president. Yeah, what's going on over there with North Korea and their their COVID thing? We should talk about that maybe a little bit. We got to do the news here in a couple of minutes, but maybe at some point we'll go into that because they they say they've got I think they've got a lot of Chinese vaccine now or something they're handing out. They're calling, well, it, they're calling it They're calling the love shot.
2: The love shot. The love yeah. shot
3: from the supreme, supreme Leader or something like that. Of this baby. Come <laughs> here. <laughs> Hold still. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So before we go
2: to the news, we should but, do a question here. Well, oh, questions, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, last week I was a little late in getting those mugs out, but they'll get to you soon, so hang in there.
3: And we're going to give two more away right now. So if you've been listening since the show started, you have the answer because we always have a question that deals with what happened in the first half of the show. And it's good for the first person with the correct answer will win two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD mugs, beautiful coffee mugs. And the number to call is 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. First person with the correct answer will win. And, uh, well, we just talked about this a couple minutes ago, as a matter of fact. What song did we start the show with today? Well, what's the name of the song that we started the show with today? First person with the correct answer at 877-969-8600 will
2: win. Isn't that right, Doc? That's right. And, by the way, the poppy is the official flower of uh, Memorial Day. And you know why, Ken? I, I, I do not. Why? In Flanders fields, where poppies grow among the crosses row on row, uh, that was a poem written after World War I by I think uh James uh, I can't remember his name, but at any rate, he wrote that as he was walking through one of the military cemeteries in France, and the poppies were growing, and so that became the official flower of Memorial Day. so that's what I've got on the on the uh, streaming website today, so let's go to break. I'm Dr. Bill. We'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere, folks.
1: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. North Korean leader Kim Jong Un and other top officials are discussing revising stringent anti epidemic restrictions as they maintain the widely disputed claim that the country's first COVID 19 outbreak is slowing. The discussion at the North's Politburo meeting today suggests it will soon relax a set of draconian curbs imposed after its recent admission of the Omicron outbreak. Agatha is the first tropical storm of 2022. It is forming in the Pacific Ocean near Mexico's southern coast. Probably will make landfall by Tuesday, officials are saying. A hurricane watch has been issued for parts of the coast of the southern state of Oaxaca. And airline travelers having a tough Memorial Day weekend. Not only does it cost a whole lot to fly, but there have been thousands of flight cancellations. This is SRN News. Stock market have you nervous? With geopolitical conflict and inflation concerns, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. But with Vantage Point, you don't have to. Learn to trade with artificial intelligence. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 and discover how to predict stock market trends up to three days ahead with incredible accuracy. Whether you trade stocks, options, forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to get what you need to stay ahead of the markets and find big moves before they happen. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to eight one three eight one three.
0: Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at vantagepointsoftware.com terms and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. In 2008, I wrote The Dumbest Generation. This is Mark Bauerlein. The millennials I wrote about have grown up now with little faith, patriotism, knowledge, art and literature, civics, without purpose and looking to fill the void. They found the answer in utopian dreams of perfect justice and universal happiness that will only disappoint them. My new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, from stupefied youth to dangerous adults, lays out the wreckage and shows how to rescue the next generation.
3: Get Mark Bauerlein's timely new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, wherever books are sold.
0: AM 860 The Answer Online at TheAnswerTampa.com Odyssey Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast
3: Today, partly sunny, maybe a thunderstorm for the afternoon, the high today 92. A thunderstorm in spots early this evening and clearing tonight, low 74. Partly sunny thunderstorm
1: for tomorrow, the high at 90. Evening thunderstorm tomorrow night and the low 74. Partly sunny shower and a heavy thunderstorm on Tuesday, the high at 90. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Steve Williams for AM 860. The answer. <laughs>
2: i'm back this is dr bill got ken by my side we're doing a radio show and we're streaming live on facebook youtube uh, my own uh, website drbillradiomd.com. And i was talking about uh, in flanders fields the uh, poppies and i looked it up during the break it was a canadian physician lieutenant colonel john mccray who uh, actually wrote this and he was presiding over um, a burial of uh, mass burial of soldiers in flanders france and uh, I'll read a little bit of it, Ken. In Flanders' fields, the poppies blow between the crosses row on row that mark our place and in the sky the larks still bravely singing fly scarce heard amid the guns below. And it goes on, we are the dead. Short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe, To you from failing hands we throw. The torch be yours to hold it high. If you break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep. Though poppies grow in Flanders fields. And that was uh, why we have poppies as the symbol of Memorial Day. And it's not just in the United States. It is all over uh, the Western world in canada i think they call it Rem- remembrance day in canada but i can't remember uh, for sure and we were in france uh, uh, years ago on memorial day and they have a memorial day too so it's it's a fairly widespread custom
3: do they still stand on the street corners they used to do that and collect money for veterans uh on bike and you, you give them you know some change and they give you a poppy
2: but that, yeah, I remember that we we used to. I, I've seen it in recent years, but I haven't seen anybody this year. So we'll see what happens. Maybe there is something going on. I'll I'll drive by the VFW post and see if they're doing it. Well, in some
3: areas it was outlawed because these guys unfortunately were getting hit by
2: cars. They were getting hit by cars. Yeah. Well, they're trying to give out the poppies. And 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 the, but the the bums on the street. <laughs> that, that, they can go wherever they want, that's right. Wait wait a minute, What's I don't get it.
3: <laughs> we have a winner, Doc. We got a winner. Yes, we have a winner. Congratulations to Joe Ger- Girardi. Joe Girardi of Clearwater. Joe was the first caller and correctly identified the song that we opened the show with today as being Taps. And he has won himself to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, coffee mugs, and they'll be on the way to you shortly, Joe. So congratulations to Joe Girardi of Clearwater,
2: Florida. Good job, Joe. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you, buddy. Tell all your friends, to- Joe. Get here, Ken. Excuse me, Doc? We need all the help we can get. So. <laughs> right. You're doing okay. <laughs> so, do you think the Democrats are going to use the uh, the shooting down in, in uh, Texas uh, as a... Uh, political card for the elections oh i'm sure but, they'll try but it's all going to come back to the economy no matter what yeah it, it is and I, as i said the the percentage of, of americans who die at the hands of mass shooters is so infinitesimally small it's just so uh, uh splashy and in your face and uh you know it's something that the press will will run with because it sells you know people uh that that sensationalism uh of something so horrible uh, like that is is something that makes money for for the uh the press uh that's just the facts of life dude well th- th- to have
3: it make really any significance i think you would have to have a, something like this happen the week of the election because again the economy affects everybody and people vote their pocketbooks Well, plus, people don't remember, you know. That's right. It fades. Your memory fades.
2: Six months from now, it's going to be, oh, I don't remember that. The Texas shooting? Tell me about that. (laughs)
3: Exactly. It's sad, but it is absolute, you know, 24-hour, seven-day-a-week coverage right now. The network news, are spending 15 minutes on it.
2: And, you know, the the number of gun deaths in the country has gone up uh, precipitously in the past couple of years. In part because of the pandemic, um, you know, people go stir crazy, but it, it had started to rise. It, it, it had been running around 12,000 a year uh, homicides, and then that started picking up uh, around 2009-10 with the with the, uh, the the recession. It dipped down back close to 12,000 in 2014, but uh, now we're pushing 18, 19,000 homicides a year. So it's, it's jumped considerably, but that big jump started in 2019 with the pandemic coming along. Although I think there was probably, uh, uh some, uh, uh increased pre pandemic when the pandemic hit hardest in the, in 2020 or 2019. I can't remember. Uh, 2020, I think. Yeah. 20. Yeah. So this actually started before the pandemic, uh, and then the pandemic I'm guessing has kept it going. Cause I don't know why people were crazier than ever locked up. Who knows but, uh, you would think it would go down, but apparently not. So we're pushing 45,000 uh, deaths a year, less than half by murdered. Most of them are suicides. And, uh, then we've also got what a hundred thousand overdose deaths this year so far, or last yeah, year. Yeah, fent-
3: the fentanyl is killing everybody.
2: And and now New York City uh, apparently they have an ad campaign going uh, to say, "Don't be ashamed if you're doing drugs. It's okay. Just just don't do too much at one time." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this up. It is just unbelievable.
3: All right. Well, love New York, love L.A.
2: <laughs> they both come up with some weird ideas sometimes. It is. It's just unbelievable. Originally, Memorial Day was known as Decoration Day. And uh, as I said, in Canada and I think in England it's called Remembrance Day, but uh, it's all over the world. And the states that uh, claim the origin of this include Virginia, Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, New York—everybody claims that they started it. Of course, everything actually started in the South. Do you know that before the Civil War, the South, as if you considered it a country, an independent country, it was the fourth wealthiest country on earth? No kidding! I didn't know they were, they had that much money down there back then. Yeah, and and. Uh, so much of the economy depended upon cotton, growing cotton, exporting cotton, and then the cotton was sent also, it was exported not only overseas, but uh, uh, to uh, the north. And uh, in New England, they had the the uh, clothing factories and the mills that would make things out of cotton and uh, wool. And then that was a big, big industry. I mean, you know, the clothing was, uh, you know, that was one of the main industries back then. Um, it still is a big industry, but it certainly is not a big industry is or as big in the United States as other industries now. And we farmed a lot of that out, but it it was it was pretty amazing how much wealth and power the South had. And, you know, you're talking about uh, what, 20 million people in the north and uh, 8 million people in the south at the beginning of the Civil War and 2 million of those were probably uh, enslaved. So you're talking about a very small portion of the population that had a, a, a huge control over the country. And uh, at any rate, that's just a little a little something for
3: you to chew on, bud. Yeah, look at the homes they built. I mean, some of these homes are – a lot of these
2: homes are grand estates. Yeah. So they had They're, the money for sure. And, and remember that the South uh, did this as an agrarian economy. You know, they were mostly planting, agriculture, and uh, they were exporting to the world. And that's one of the reasons that the Civil War was started, Ken, was the uh, the uh, Democrats in the 1820s wanted to impose uh, import taxes, tariffs on goods coming from, from Europe and Asia. And the South said, you know what, if you do this, they're going to put import ta- taxes on our goods, on our cotton when we send it over there and the country's going to go broke because we won't be able to bring any money into the country you know the south was bringing in most of the uh of the foreign cash I mean you you have to have cash coming in you can't just print it well you can if you <laughs> somebody <laughs> want to tell that to the government <laughs> yeah and uh, th- this was a a big deal and the south said well, we're we're leaving we're seceding and of course andy jackson said uh to Calhoun, who was a senator from from South Carolina or the vice president or whatever, he was going to hang the first SOB that seceded. He'd go down there and do it personally. But at any rate, that was the public face. And privately, the uh, Congress backed down on the taxation on the uh, on the import tariffs. And uh, the South said, all right, we'll stick around a while longer. But we could have had the Civil War start around 1830 if the uh, North hadn't backed down on on these heavy-handed tariffs that uh, would have destroyed our our economy, basically, you know, they were trying to protect nascent uh, manufacturing industries in the north, but uh, it would have been at the at the expense of the country's whole economy. Tariffs are never a good thing. Y- you know, I'm not enough of an economist to debate that with you. Uh, certainly, there's a lot of damage that's done by them, and uh, people that are in business invariably say a free market is the best market. And I can tell you, if, in medicine, uh, if we had had a free market, it would be a lot different. But uh, we are so highly regulated, and it's uh, it's such a subsidized and... Uh, difficult profession to navigate not only as a physician but as a businessman too and now it's gone to the corporate world where the hospitals and the big clinics are getting in there and, and they're trying to manipulate the situation and make more and more money but the hospital stocks are dropping after the pandemic did you know that well i
3: but i had no idea i've not been watching the hospital stocks closely yeah the,
2: uh, the the hospitals had tons of money coming in during the pandemic because of all this hundreds of millions of dollars pumped out by the federal government and now now that the pandemic has uh, slowed down there's uh, uh, fewer hospitalizations and fewer people going to the hospital although the surgery part of it is doing well but the other parts uh, the Medical and inpatient, they're they're not doing as well as they were. A lot of the surgeries going to same day surgery, outpatient surgery. So people come in and they get their hernia repaired or their appendix taken out and they go home the same day, or their gallbladder. Did you know that?
3: I had my gallbladder out and I was gone within 24 hours. Yep. And I
2: punched, that's I punched it a is. couple holes
3: in my stomach, and that was it.
2: Yep. And and my father had his out in the morning and went to a football game at night. <laughs> that was back in the 1980s. Well, before uh,
3: that, you'd have your chest cut open, you know.
2: Oh, my gosh, yeah. You'd have a big, long incision on your belly, and uh, uh, it was uh, a different era. But now we have robotics and uh, uh, micros- microsurgery and, and laparoscopic surgeries and so we can get in there and do things and get you out in a hurry, and you can have heart surgery and be out in a couple of days now if you have robotic heart surgery. Did you know that? No, I'm glad to hear it. And you're up and gone. So the hospitals are seeing a decrease in not only in uh, admissions but also in lengths of stay and in the uh, in the uh, acuity. And there's all the all the cardiac procedures are falling. All the surgical cardiac procedures are falling because a lot of this can be done through the catheter, through the veins and arteries with a with a catheter, a, a flexible tube that you can get up into the heart and work on valves and uh, work on uh, conduction problems and atrial fibrillation and those kinds of things. So,
3: Well, I'm glad to hear that because, as you know, I have a leaky valve.
2: <laughs> as do I, and it's pretty common as we get older to have uh, valve problems and to have conduction problems. You know, I went into atrial fibrillation a few weeks back and uh, put myself on medication. I was in the doctor's lounge and, and oh, everybody was all over me. You know, one of the guys, he had one of those, uh, Fitbit watches or the Apple watches, you know, those things and sure. take your heart rate. And, uh, then he can put it onto, he's, there's an app with your Apple phone and you get the, the rhythm strip right on your phone. And so we're looking at me and I'm clicking away at 145 and, and, uh, mm. some female doctors are out. Bill, you have to go to the ER. You're, this is atrial fibrillation with a rapid ventricular responses. And eh, I'll just take some medicine. I'll be fine. <laughs> and I did. I took my uh, amiodarone and I took a beta blocker, metoprolol, to slow my heart down. Amiodarone is a rhythm control drug. And uh, beta blockers control the, the rate by slowing down the conduction through the uh, conducting system. So, and I waited it out. Three days later, I was back in sinus. So well, I've kept myself- I've had AFib
3: for 10 years, and you guys have all been able to keep it under control. So that's a good thing.
2: Yeah. And uh, so it's a fairly common phenomenon, especially as we get older. And uh, But the problem is, Ken, that uh, there are people who are at a high risk for developing blood clots uh, who with atrial fibrillation in their left atrium. Uh, which is the chamber that receives blood back from the the lungs, oxygenated blood. And then that goes into the left ventricle, which is the big pumper that pumps it out the aorta. But, uh, it's like, uh, you know, how, uh, have you ever seen a Creek where there's a little side swirl, a little eddy? Sure. And it kind of stagnates there. Well, you've got, uh, some areas in your, in your left atrium where that can happen, that can form. And, uh, the atrial appendage, which is a little sticky downy thing off of the atrium, the blood will stagnate in there. And and in order for blood to stay unclotted, you have to keep it mixed because we're always clotting and unclotting. So it's an ongoing warfare between those proteins that want to clot and those proteins that want to break them down. But if you let it sit, as you know, as you've seen, when your blood is drawn, it'll clot, you know, and then you flick one of those off and it goes at your left ventricle, up your aorta and into your brain and you got a stroke. And the people that are higher in risk for that are women, older people, uh, big left atriums, uh, uh, diabetics, hypertensives, people with prior histories. And, and so there are a number of risk factors that we look at. And if you're high enough on the scale, uh, then we start you on a blood thinner. Uh, like ziralto uh, or Eloquist. We used to use Coumadin a lot, Warfarin. Uh, less and less now because with the Xeralto and the Eloquist, you don't have to go in and get your fingers stuck once a month and get your clotting time checked. And So it's a little safer, a little bit more convenient, a little better medication.
3: Well, if you if you think you have any of these problems, this is the guy you want to go see. Give the office number.
2: 727 384 6411. 727 384 6411. And I'm Dr. Bill. We got cardiology and general medicine, and we, we do a little bit of everything. We see Canadians, we see visitors, we see Americans. Occasional cat or dog will wander in. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I've diagnosed some cats and dogs. Have you really? <laughs> yeah. And we've done x rays on them, and. uh, you know the wife. She used to make me uh, uh, take the, the little fatty tumors out of uh, Ty, our our male lab. She she didn't like them. She thought they were cancer. I said no, they're just fat tumors. She said no, you have to take them out. So we'd bring Ty in and numb him up, <laughs> do little minor surgery on the poor guy.
3: It wasn't necessary doing unnecessary surgery on doggies. And I didn't even
2: get paid. <laughs> oh my God. That woman. So uh, now we're trying to get India on board with sanctions against Russia. But, you know, the Indians have a long standing relationship with the Russians. And uh, there's a memory in the older generation that goes back to when we were siding with the Pakistanis. And, you know, the Indians and Pakistanis have been at it for a while. Basically, they split over religion Pakistan is a Muslim nation and India, although it has a larger Muslim population is predominantly Hindu. So, uh, that has, and and the, the Soviet Union stuck by them and Nehru, who was the first prime minister of India when it was liberated and or got its freedom in the 19 late 1940s. He was a socialist and he admired the Russian socialism. So even though India was a democracy and he was elected quote, quote, democratically. Uh, that relationship developed and blossomed. And so now we're trying to uh, convince the Indians that they're better off with, with us. And of course there's still some animosity towards the British because, you know, Britain had the country under its thumb for what, a hundred years from 1850 on to about 1950. And they had had a large influence in, in India with the, uh, East Indian Trading Company, and and uh, I guess Queen Victoria decided that they needed to, in and, and Parliament, that they needed to formalize it more. So basically, they just took over running India, big chunks of it, for 100 years. <clears throat> and that created some animosity.
3: And plus, right now, they're getting oil from the Russians for about $40 a barrel. So
2: Yeah, I don't know how much they're getting, though. I mean, there's no pipelines that are going across the Himalayas, so it's all coming in by ship. And uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the pumping stations up in northern Russia, up on the Arctic Circle, just like we have Prudhoe Bay in, in Alaska, uh, were run by Shell and uh, British Petroleum. And other companies are saying we're not pumping anymore for you. We're not going to run this. So they're probably got military people up there that are trying to figure out how to do it. But you know that those are. Uh, technical jobs it takes a little time and training so i don't know how much the uh, indians are getting but india india sells a lot of coal to china so it's all interlocked and you know you don't actually know for sure where your oil's coming from because it it, it could be uh, an independent tanker that picks it up in venezuela and then goes through uh, goes around the cape or up to canada And unloads it up there and who knows, you know, of course the the brokers know and the buyers know, but uh, but other than that, how do you know where it's coming from? How do you know that the gas you're getting at uh, your local uh, 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 quick stop here, Wawa or whatever, is uh, domestic oil? You don't. You don't have a clue, no. You know you don't have a clue and you know this is a this is a, a commodity and it's traded worldwide so if if shell needs a, an extra tanker and uh, uh, aramco doesn't then aramco says well send that over to shell we'll sell it to him and they bid on this stuff and you know they also have oil futures so you can buy an oil contract from say aramco or shell or british petroleum or whoever and uh, that's executed months down the road. And you've already got that uh, under under your auspices. You already got that in your pocket. So it's getting close to the end of the show. And uh, as I said earlier, China's trying to figure out a way to take out Elon Musk Starlink satellites. But good luck with that. By the time they get around to it, there'll be 30,000 of, of them up there. I think Elon's going to end up controlling the whole world at some point. Hey, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Don't me neither. No. Hey, he's given up on the Democratic Party, which is good. Yeah, so he's coming around nicely. Yeah, he's figuring it out. Well, he was a young boy. Now he's a grown man. And
3: he gave, he a, gave up the pot, so he's not smoking the pot anymore. Did he give it up? I think. I I imagine. I think so. I haven't heard him doing any on the uh, at least not on
2: on television anymore. (laughs) He's still able to think the way he does. Still able to do all the things that he's done. And that's not to say that uh, you should go out and smoke pot because he's a unique human being. And uh, I don't think that uh, I'd still think that marijuana is a gateway drug. And I can tell you this from firsthand experience and having been on the street for a year or two, Ken, you didn't know that I lived on the street for a year.
3: I had no idea. You got about 45 seconds
2: left, Doc. But I did. You want to plug the close business to the one more time? we the show here, folks. And we'd like you to remember Dr. Bill, your radio MD, also has a practice, Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 727 384 641 And we're out of here, Ken. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you, Doc. We'll catch you
3: next week. We'll close it out with John Phillips Suso.
0: Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at CanCareClinic.com.